In the following live session recording, Cindy Townsend, women's minister at First Baptist Church, Jackson, Mississippi, talks about how a purposeful look makes the ministry difference. Ministering to women in various stages of life, all with diverse needs and life circumstances, and in different places of spiritual development, can be a daunting task. In this session, the listener will hear a simple but very helpful way to evaluate the effectiveness of women's ministry, all to improve and help meet the spiritual needs of the women you serve. Let's join Cindy now. began uh, about four something this morning in Mississippi and so I packed really really quick and had you in my heart at that time and I walked to the car and got my shoes to wear and I was told that y'all would accept me if I stayed in my shoes that felt like tennis shoes. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So, so we're, we're already family around here. Okay. Good deal. Got the amen section to that over there. First of all, we're going to share a little over an hour together and it's very important that the Holy Spirit of God speaks to your heart and meets you at your point of need today. And I realize that all of you are coming from different uh, situations in your church, different stories about your women. I mean, since I have been here, one of my precious women and our, our ministry is in the hospital. And she's texting me and asking me if I could fill in for her and her Bible study on Monday. And my response was, yes, go Georgia. No, I just <laughs> but, um, but, you know, women's ministry is loving and caring for women and showing them the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. So I have prayed um, that it, when Beverly first asked me, I began to pray. And first of all, I just want you to know, Beverly and Bethann and that team, y'all are so fortunate in Georgia to have such a fine leader. When she stopped and said, oh, after all those things she coordinates, do you realize what a blessing? You do, don't you? You know that's a blessing. Can we just thank the Lord for very, very, very much, very much. She is, she is a precious jewel to you um, here in Georgia. So um, I, I want us to just be very comfortable I want us to go on a journey together. Uh, you're, it's kind of, you're not very comfortable. It's very hot. Okay, so there's a fan up here if you want to change, change over here. But um, I want you to feel free to ask questions. Uh, some of what we're going to do is uh, I'll be sharing with you, and then I'll ask you to dialogue maybe with a partner about it for a few moments so that we can really get to the heart of the matter. But I want to ask you this question. Um, in coming in here, I mean, the topic of this is... Um, purposeful women's ministry planning. Now, I don't even know if you read the description of what we're going to talk about in here. How many of you kind of read over it? Okay, that's a lot of territory just covering just a short period of time. But I bet if you're like me, when I read a description of, of what's going to take place in a session, I always say, Lord, if you'll just let me leave with one golden nugget that your Holy Spirit can anoint in my situation. So, I, and, you know, as Beverly was praying, I was just saying, Lord Jesus, would you help each woman in this room to leave here with at least one golden nugget that the Holy Spirit does? It may be something that you share with me or I share with you or the Spirit just speaks through something that we discuss together. So are you ready to claim that? At the end, I'm going to ask you, did you get a golden nugget? Nugget, And I want you to be honest. If you didn't, just sit, stay in here and maybe it'll come. You know, in silence a little later or something. Okay. But it... it it really is a joy and a privilege to love women in our churches. And 
you know, the session uh, I'm doing tonight is, is about anxious anxiety and anxious women at anxious times. Isn't it in the world kind of crazy? Yeah. Let me just tell you, based on scripture, it's going to get crazier before Jesus comes back. So we're going to need to be strong and courageous women and have purposeful women's ministry that will help our women meander through this world that we're going to live in until Jesus comes back. And, you know, it's really neat because there's a wave of the, the spirit that's kind of coming already through <laughs> what we're going to discuss. Do you see that? <laughs> you know, um, years ago, I just said, Lord, just give. And I love what Beverly said that, you know, whatever you're doing in your church to build community, we want to enhance that. And I was asking the Lord, Lord, would you give me just in very succinctly what we need to be about as women in our churches? And so I think he gave me 12 words. And I want us to begin with those 12 words. And I think those 12 words, you will say them over and over again all weekend in, in the sessions that I have the privilege of guiding um, us in. But one of them is, first of all, who are we? Well, we are, we are women that are, that are wanting to follow God and grow in Him in every way. But the first words, we are women in His Word. Would you agree with that? Yes. We need to be women and in His Word. And it can't be just my Word or a Word from a Bible study leader somewhere. But what did I say? It's in His Word. It's the Holy Spirit anointed Word of God. So we're women. Where are we? In His Word. Will you say that with me? In His Word. Okay. So that's where we are. What are we supposed to be doing? We are women in His Word. Now I'd say also on our knees. Because we we begin, a, a, everything begins with prayer. Just like Beverly began this session with talking to God. We're praying all the way through this session for the Holy Spirit to work. We're in His Word and on our knees. But you know what else? What are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be on His mission. We're in His Word. And if we are in His Word and we go to, to oh yes, who needs some handouts? Anybody need a handout? Well, you know what? We're taking care of you. Okay. But, um, and here, you can just have the whole thing. But um, as, as we think about it, we are women in His Word. So we go to the Word of God, and He tells us what to do from His Word. We don't just randomly. It says purposeful women's ministry. We get our instructions from the Word of God. And if it's not filtered through something that goes through the Word of God, then we probably don't need to be doing it. Don't you agree with that? We, mm -hmm. Let me just say, we don't need to be doing it. So we are in His Word, and from His Word, He tells us what to do. And what He tells us to do is that we're to be on His mission. On His mission. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. We're women in His Word. What are we doing? On, on His mission. mission. And then I don't know about you, but where I am in my church, there are days that there are overwhelming ministry needs among our women. How about you? I mean, just really heavy stuff. I mean, this morning I, I was on the phone with a lady who was weeping, crying over something she's walking through. Heavy stuff. So I have to go back and say, okay, Lord, in your word, you've told us to be on your mission for the women in our church. But Lord... Then I come back and say, how do I do it? Have you ever been there? How do I do that? And it's as if he spoke to me in three, three more words. You do it one way. 
And it's it. I love visuals. It's as if we reach up to, for all that God has to give us. And we say, pour it out, Lord. And he pours it out on us. And his response to us about how it's to be accomplished is that it's to be accomplished by his grace poured out on us. So anything that I do, anything that you do in your church that's purposeful, it is, it is by his grace. It's not, and how do I say this? It's not that we are super humble and say, oh no, it wasn't me, it was God. But to what we realize is it wasn't me. It was God, if it was good. Now, if it wasn't so good, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> but if it was good, it was His grace poured out through me. Okay, so who, who are we? We are women in His Word. What do we do if we're on His mission? And how's it going to be accomplished? By His grace. There's some of y'all with me. Thank you so much. I need a little encouragement, especially if an afternoon keeps going on. By His grace. And then why is it accomplished? Purposeful women's ministries accomplished for one reason. Watch this. What do you want to say? Oh, he spoke that to you too. Okay. So in 12 words, I can tell you what purposeful women's ministry is all about. We are women in his word and on our knees. I always say that. In his word and on our knees. On his mission. How do we do it? And why do we do it? For his glory. All right. All right, let's say the whole thing. Who are we? We're women. In, in his, his word. word. And I'm not on our knees. Who are women? In his word. On his mission. How are we doing it? By his grace. Pour it out on us. And why are we doing it? For his glory. Amen. Amen. Now, when the Lord spoke that to my heart, I just kind of let everything filter through that. Isn't that powerful? You think about it. It takes the weight off my shoulders. It's not me carrying it because he's going to, by his grace, carry it in purposeful women's ministry to be all that it needs to be, right? Wow. And so we'll just say that periodically over and over just, just to remember along the way. Um, I want us to think about purposeful, the who, the where, the what, the how, and the why. Guess what? We've already talked about some of that, haven't we? Isn't that great? How are we doing it? Come on. Uh, why are we doing it? What are we doing? On his Where are we going? That's right. And that's who we are. And that's what women's ministry is all about. That's who we are. Now, we're women in his word and on our knees. And I cannot stress to you enough in your church situation, if you're working with women in your church, and I, I'm trying to think of a different way of saying this, but I'm just going to say it like I'm thinking it, okay? Y'all love me anyway? Yes. I hope so. <laughs> this is the deal. If you don't have an active and organized ongoing prayer ministry in your church for your women's ministry, then it is not as purposeful as it needs to be. Because women, just to be quite honest with you, Every great thing that I have seen God accomplish in women's ministry for 30-something years really began with one woman praying or a group of women coming together and praying. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. This comes to my mind. I'll just tell you, um, we love Priscilla Shire. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Amen. So um, 
we love her. And uh, Billy Graham's daughter is Ann Graham Lotz. And, you know, she got cancer this past year. She was supposed to come and, and do a conference at our church. And she had to cancel because of her cancer. Real short snippet to share with you about the power of prayer. She um, canceled out after we, after every woman in our whole region had signed up, you know, and paid money and all that. And we understood that. And so our women came together to pray. And what they decided was, let's just pray and see what God tells us to do. Because this was something that was supposed to reach. I mean, people were coming from other states and that sort of thing. And so one of the ladies spoke up and said, I just heard God say, just wait. Just wait. And then another lady spoke up and said, but our women are expecting something, you know, an event kind of thing. They want something, you know. And the other lady said, God's just saying wait. So I'm the women's minister there on staff, and I'm thinking, I can wait, Lord. But Lord, what I tell the preacher? No. (laughs) Really, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll wait. I'll wait. So I went back to our staff meeting and just said, we've been praying. And we hear the Lord just saying, wait. I don't know what that means. Then um, three months later, it's right before Christmas, I get an email, and it said, call me if you can. And I thought, okay, all right. And, you know, it, it was an agent kind of thing. And lots of times you get stuff like that, it's, you know, this kind of spam or something. But I read a little further and said something about Priscilla Shire, and I thought, well, I'll just call because maybe Priscilla's coming somewhere in the area or something. So the, I answered, I called. And I said, I'm Cindy Townsend from First Baptist Church, Jackson, Mississippi. And I know it's around Christmas time, but you said call, so I'm calling. Oh, Cindy, Priscilla has been praying. And she's asked the Lord to give her 16 cities to go into. And we were just wondering if on da-da-da date, Priscilla could come to your church. Well, I knew our church was struggling budget-wise, and I said, oh, that would be so awesome, but we can't pay her a penny. <laughs> I mean, I was just really honest. To which, at which time they responded and said, you don't have to. Priscilla wants to pay you to rent your facility. Wow. I said, hold on one second. I put, I put it on speakerphone, and I went and got in. Our, our, the, our assistant office I said, would you say that again? <laughs> I said, now, Priscilla's been praying about 16 cities to go to. Jackson, Mississippi's on her heart. Did you say, yeah, we would like to come. And, and it was around the time that Anne Graham Lotz was supposed to come. And I said, um, and you did hear me say we don't have any money. And she said, yes, and, and, it, and we can even pay for security guards or greeter, whatever you need, because she wants to come to Jackson. God's told her to come to Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> I could hardly wait to get, I was like, Oh, let me get with our prayer team, then I'll get back with you. But, but, that's the grace of God poured out of me, but I feel like God's going to work this out. <laughs> I think God's going to work this one out. And y'all, he did. Our prayer team came back together, and they said, we heard him. He said, wait. And he provided, because we didn't have one penny of money to rebate. And he and she paid to come to our church at the time Anne Graham Lutz was supposed to be there. Right around the same time. Is that God? Yes. Now, I want you to know that doesn't happen in my life every day. So I probably shouldn't have shared that. You know, that's just happened one time in all these years. But it is an example of listening to God. Yes. And it is an example of the importance of being 
in his word, listening to him, and on our knees in prayer. So one of the first things I would challenge you for purposeful women's ministry is to get your women praying. Get them praying. Get them praying together. And get them praying strategically for one another, for the church, for your pastor. Your pastor will love it if he knows the women in your church are praying. And I want you to know, think about this. A mighty wave of His Spirit happens when people pray. There is a prayer house that's an extension of this church that I saw before I, as we drove up and parked today. And you know who was walking out of it? Henry Blackaby and his wife. He, the, the author of Experiencing God. And the lady I was with, Denise, she, uh, uh, Karen said, that's Henry Blackaby right there. I said, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 walking out of the prayer house. That's Henry Blackaby. I was like, I think it's a divine appointment for me to go over there and say, hello, Henry. <laughs> and pray for my, my son. Who, lots is happening in his life tomorrow. And I did that. But wasn't it beautiful to see that the power behind a man that God has used over and over again, he's walking out at his age out of a prayer house in the hot sun of Georgia. Yeah, really. <laughs> and would even talk to some random stranger from Mississippi. Isn't God good? Yes. You want to see something happen in your women's ministry that only God can do? By His grace that nobody can look at it and go, well, she did that. I mean, how far does that go? She did that. It doesn't go very far. But when they see God's hand in it, wow, wow. We are women in His Word, on His mission, by His grace, for His glory. So I want us to talk about the kind of women that we're supposed to... Who are the women in our neighborhood? Who are the women in our neighborhood? Okay. Well, I want us to talk about that just a little bit, okay? And I want us to see them through the lens of their spiritual condition. I saw a movie years and years ago when I was a youth minister, and you might remember it very well, and then you probably don't because you're so young. But anyway, um, but you could put glasses on, and when you put glasses on, you could see in the spirit realm. Like, if there was a war going on between Satan and his demons, and the Lord was standing in the gap for you right there with his angels, you could see that happening. So when you put these glasses on, well, we can't do that. But we can have what the Bible talks about as women having spiritual discernment. Yes. And so I want us to look at, do you see there on, the, on your sheet, it talks about, um, oh, let's see here. It talks about, oh, you know, before we meet her, I think I want us to go another route. Would you get a partner and just look at your partner and say, you're my partner, howdy partner. You're, you need a partner. <laughs> journey together. If you don't mind, I want you to stand up, put your stuff down, and face your partner. Okay? Stand up and face your partner. Okay. Alright, so make sure you at least know her first name, and you may know her whole life history, but that's not the best. Okay. Alright, ladies, what I want you to do is, I mean, we are in such an image-conscious world. And so I thought it would be a lot of fun. Well, I don't know how. It might be fun. It might not be fun. But it will make us stop and think anyway. If we thought about purposeful women's ministry and thought it in terms of word pictures. For instance, I have some written down. What 
once upon a time, I was a part of a small church, and I would say, if I came up with a word picture for our women in our church and what was going on with our women's ministry in our church, I would say it, the word picture would be, it's an open door. Because just anybody was welcome. But then my daddy pastored Southern Baptist churches for 50 years. That's a long time. And while he, one of the churches he pastored was called Harmony. And it was made up of two families that didn't like each other. <laughs> the church was harmony. <laughs> so I would say the women's ministry there was made up of two different groups. And the word picture, it was just a big square because they didn't leave room for anybody except their family on this side of harmony. And the, it was a square, the word picture, it was a square on the other side. That's what the women's ministry is like at Harmony Baptist Church. <laughs> There's some such humor in that. They did have a revival later, but I can't tell you about that right now. Okay. Then, another word picture for a, a church that I was closely affiliated with, they said, Cindy, we just want you to come in, kind of like what Linda Clark was going to talk about, be the spark and just light a, you know, light a fire and point us to Jesus. And I got there and I'm, I would have put a tombstone over it that just said rest in peace because I'm serious it was dead and the women were self seeking and it was not Christ on so the word picture would just be a headstone that had or I think rest in peace or so I've seen women's ministries where God just used one woman ordinary woman filled with the Holy Spirit of God to begin to ignite something and the word picture for that ministry would be a stick of dynamite I mean, things started booming left and right that you could just put Jesus' name all over. Okay, so those are just some that I just kind of have experienced in my own life. Don't you wish you had been to my graveyard <laughs> of women's ministry? But um, I want you to just share, think about your church for a moment very strategically, and think about something, an object, or a word picture, a tombstone a door, a square, or you don't have to, you can use those, but you can use your own too, that would describe what the women's work in your church is like right now. And of course, it's from your perspective. Somebody else might have a different perspective. Would you just share that word with um, your, your partner? Y'all be partners later too, okay? Um, or more than one partner. Share that word. Don't tell why. It's going to kill you not to tell why. Don't tell why yet. Just share. Go for it. Word 
that have, that you would say is more on the positive realm of God at work. And please know that God's all in the reigniting business. So if yes. you are in a graveyard, I, I can tell you that, that that women's ministry is now thriving because two or three women begin to pray. And they begin to seek God instead of selfish motives. So, but how many of you, a word came to your mind that just makes you smile? Just makes you smile, okay. And you don't mind telling me what the word is? Sunshine. Sunshine. Well, of course. Sunrise. Sunrise. That's wonderful. <laughs> I said altar because we have a women's ministry that is steeped in prayer. In fact, one of our leaders is right here. Praise the Lord. Are you at that, that prayer warrior? Praise the Lord for you. Okay, anybody, no, any positive over here? Come on, come on. All right, give me, do you mind sharing the word? Empowering. Wow, just empowering, filling you up. Okay, how many of you is kind of, you'd say it's more of a neutral kind of word picture God gave me. It's kind of right there on the fence, kind of go either way. All right, will you share what it is? Rocking chairs. Rocking chairs. Okay. Uh, we like to rock in chairs in Mississippi. Do y'all like to in Georgia? Chess, why do you say that? They're, they're not physically as active, but we've got wonderful prayer warriors. They need some younger women to come along beside them. We're kind of in that same way. Okay. We would sit heritage. We said heritage, rich heritage. Rich heritage. But we have a lot of younger women coming into the church. That's great. That is bringing a lot of excitement. we got to figure out what to do with those young women. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Hopefully we get to it. All right. All right. And I'm not even going to talk to you if you're really struggling and you came up with a word that doesn't make you smile about your women's ministry. So, so just know that God's in the reigniting business. Don't give up. You know what? The fact that you're here right now says he wants to do something. The fact that you're here right now says he wants to do something. So I want you to meet this first lady. This is, don't have a clue, Sue. Um, these are the spiritual conditions of women that you and I might encounter uh, in our women's ministry or that might even could come to our women, women's ministry. Don't have a clue, Sue. One day I was uh, working out, and this lady comes in, and I said, Hi, I'm Cindy. She says, I'm Bonnie. I said, It's good to meet you. She goes, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I come to work out to relieve stress, and I can do. I, I, I wanted just to say that to her, but there was something in my spirit that said I better listen to her. I said, well, you mean you don't want to be here? I came to Mississippi. I'm from Hawaii, oh, and I said, oh, I understand why you don't want to be <laughs> Hawaii to Mississippi. Okay, I love my state of Mississippi, but I'm telling you. And um, I said, oh, and she goes, I'm telling you, people, people here. I've just been looking for a friend. Now, this is while I'm working out. I'm like, okay. She was, I don't have a clue, suit. And she said, and she said, I'm not kidding you. She said, you're going to think I'm crazy. She said, I've just met you. But she said, I've joined clubs here in Mississippi just to make friends. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. She said, the last club I joined was a kennel club. And I thought, well, that's good. She goes, I don't have a dog. <laughs> I wish I had time to tell you. But God spoke to my spirit, and I started talking to her, and I realized she had no clue about spiritual things. Zero. I was working with women's ministry at the church at that time, and I couldn't think of anything we had for women that she would come to because she didn't really want to come to church. Does that make sense? She had no spiritual basis whatsoever. We started a group 
at a lady's house called, I think we called it Come and Be Encouraged or something. We invited Bonnie. And we had all those women praying for Bonnie. She was zapped before she ever got there. <laughs> but she kept, we met about eight times. You know what we did? She had little children, so we shared little children's books together. A lot of stuff that I'm thinking, Lord, this this got to go somewhere, you know. <laughs> and 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 we we didn't even pray extensively except before or after Bonnie came. And she would come, and one day she came in and she brought me a, a Zen meditation book, and she thought that would be a good book for us to share. And I just smiled and was real kind. I said, I, 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 don't, I think we probably would, would use this book. And I brought out the Bible. And one day she started crying hysterically. And I said, Bonnie, what's wrong? She goes, I don't know. I do not know what's wrong. And I said, okay. And she said, I don't know. It's like this war going on inside of me. Cindy and and I said, Bonnie, it's the Spirit of God. Jesus loves you. I know it. That's what y'all told me in the script. I could just hear y'all talking about Jesus. Because we would just talk about Jesus as we read our children's books. We kind of talk about you know how, what Jesus meant to us. And anyway, she fell down on her knees and prayed to receive Christ as her Savior weeks later, and had never darkened the door of church. And would have never come. She was the don't have a clue Sue. Okay, we got some don't have a clue Sue's in the world. Oh my goodness. What, what do you think Mary is? Stress. She's so stressed. Okay. stressed. Mary is mixed up Mary. Mary is so mixed up. We have a lot of mixed up Marys in our world today. And when we're thinking about the spiritual condition of women, that God has called, has God called us just to minister to one kind of woman? No. no? So let's look at this. Mixed up Mary's really mixed up. Like she's so mixed up that she would start a prayer, Dear Jesus, and it would be all like this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just she's just mixed up. But she might also start out Dear Allah or or Dear Muhammad. I mean, she could or Dear Buddha. You know? I was doing I know I'm at, I, I love stories. I'm just life's journey. The other day I was doing water aerobics. And this lady was sitting across from me. Her name her name was Mixed Up Mary, except her name was Johnny. And I started talking to her, and I said, how are you? I've never seen you here. I said, well, sure would love. Oh, she lives near the state capitol, and our church is across. I said, oh, well, you ought to come visit our church. She goes, I might do that. I said, I said, so you're a believer in Jesus? She said, yes. I said, that's so wonderful. You come to our Sunday school class. And something in the middle of that just told me something's not right. So later on, we were talking about some other stuff, and I said, now, you believe Jesus is the one true living God, right? I said, and that there's no way to heaven except through Jesus Christ, our son. And she goes, no, girl. <laughs> I said, do you realize I thought I was having a conversation with someone who knew Jesus? And by asking the one true living God, I realized she would If your way is Buddha, go for it. If your way is Allah, go for it. She, and so we had this conversation. It was the beginning of talking to a mixed-up Mary. And our world, what we're in right now with our women, are women that say Jesus plus or Jesus minus or Je Jesus anything like what we want. And the Scripture says He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. But that is the spiritual condition of some of our women uh, today. All right, let's, let's move on. What about this lady? She's asking a lot of questions. That's one of the spiritual conditions of women that we have now. Is women? Um, I have a, 
a dear friend that I had lunch with two weeks ago. And she called me one day a couple of years ago and said, Cindy, you know I'm a lesbian and I'm trying to leave my partner and get my life straight. And I said, and she said, I don't have a place to live. Can I come live in, in your home? And, and so she did for a season because she, we wanted her, but she had, and y'all, she had questions then and she still has questions. Does that make sense? She still does not know who he is. But I'll never fit my son when we were trying to decide if to take her in or not. I said, what do you think about her coming and living with us for a season? He said, well, Mama, if we don't do it, will she ever be introduced? Will her questions ever be answered about Jesus? I said, well, son, you realize that if she's here, you can't walk around in your boxers around town. <laughs> I mean, you know, things will change around here. But the spiritual condition of some of our women are, they're questioning what's right and what's wrong and all that. And we need to open our lives up. And honestly, a couple of weeks ago when I was with her, I looked at her and I said, I'm praying that Jesus will reveal himself to you. I'm praying that you will have an encounter with Jesus. And, that, and you know, that, it's by his grace. We just point to Jesus. He does the drawing, right? Another spiritual condition of women, and I love this, this picture because it looks like she's grabbing her Bible and just holding on to it for all it's worth. And this is a woman who has accepted Christ as her Savior. And I would say she has hellfire insurance. But she has made a statement about her love for Jesus, but she hasn't grown one iota since she asked Jesus into her heart and life. Do you know women like that? Yes. Have you ever been like that? We, in our women's ministry, need to see the spiritual condition that she's in. You with me? Oh, I wish we had more time. I would just talk so much more. But you got that? She's just made a statement. She's going to heaven, but with no fruit. And with no growth. And then we've got over here, who's the next, who's the next person? Sarah. No, that was Sarah. That was just made a statement faith. Sarah. Faith. Now we got growing faith. Doesn't that sound good? Growing faith. I thought that was good. <laughs> anyway. Growing faith. Growing faith is memorizing scripture. She's getting together with friends. She is beginning to devour God's word. She's in Bible studies. And she is growing leaps and bounds. Isn't that wonderful? Do you know any growing, growing faith? Now I want to pause here. Many of our women's ministries just focus on this group. And we've forgotten the spiritual conditions of all the women that I've just talked about. And they're everywhere. They're all around us. This morning at 6 o'clock, I was at the airport. The lady that sold me the water, I said, what time did you get here this morning? She said, 4. I said, wow, you beat me here? She said, yes. I said, where do you live? She said, Belhaven. I said, where are you from? Oh, I just moved here. I said, Will you meet me in Sunday school Sunday morning at my church? I bet you don't have a church. She said, what's your number? We, I can't wait to meet her. Don't know her spiritual condition. But it was just buying water at the airport. We've got to have our eyes open to women's ministry and the spiritual condition of women. I don't know where that will go, but y'all pray for me, okay? Pray for my husband. He's teaching his Sunday school class, so he'll get to know. There's growing faith. What's the next lady's name? Caroline. Caroline. Oh, yeah. Caroline, let me show you. This is a real-life picture from our women's ministry. This is our WMU director right here, at our, our um, president at our church. And this is the uh, 
WMU president of, of New Hope Baptist Church, and our churches have joined hands together for God's purposes in our city. Amen? Amen. So they are prayer warriors, but Miss Ruth is imparting the word to this young woman. She is a president of WMU that has a lot of wisdom. She does too, but she's younger. She just hadn't had enough life experiences. Miss Ruth is multiplying the kingdom in her. Isn't that beautiful? Have you had anybody multiply and pour into you? Boy, I have. I know God's grace because I've seen it in Barbara Jean. I know God's mercy because I've seen it in Carol. I'm talking about toward me. It multiplied toward me. I know God's power because I've seen it activated in Amy. I could go on and on of women because once you get to... Y'all, there is another spiritual dimension beyond growing faiths. It is pouring your life into someone else's life for kingdom. It's multiplying the kingdom. So, I want to ask you, so, there, so, so, um, so we're women in his word, and has he told us just to meet the growing faiths or the multiplying but I will tell you this. Churches have personalities and churches sometimes have a niche. And it may be that you have more of a niche to minister to women in one of those dimensions of spiritual maturity, but that does not negate us from reaching out to all. So if you want purposeful women's ministry going on, in your church, and in your community, then begin to ask God to open your eyes and help you put on those glasses I was talking about earlier so you can kind of get a picture and see the spiritual state of the women that are... But let me tell you this. Did you notice some of those stories? How many of those women did I meet at the church? I met one at the airport. I met one doing water aerobics. I met one in the gym. You know, I work at the church, so I kind of have to go outside the church to find people. And you know, because when people come to church, they usually dress up, yes, and they're yes. usually looking like a growing faith, whether yes. they are or not. Yes. My point is, what are we supposed to do after we're in His Word and on His? On, we're supposed to be on His mission, and His mission's this. Are you ready? Look at that scripture. Say it with me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. You know, I think about this scripture, he's told us to go, therefore go. And what has he told us to do? Make disciples. So we're to go so that they will know and make disciples of all nations. So, so that they will show by being baptized that Jesus Christ lives in them and that He's the Son of God. And we're to go so they will grow in Him. And then we're to go, I commanded you, and, and lo, He's with us. Go. So they'll know. So they'll show. So they'll grow. And guess what? It's by His grace because lo, He is with us. We're on His mission. Think about your women's work in your church. And how strategic are you in being a woman and calling your women to be on mission to women of all stages of spiritual development? 
some of it haven't even started. They don't have, I don't have a clue soon. So how do we begin to minister to women in all those different spiritual dimensions? Different, you know, everything from don't have a clue soon all the way over here to multiplying here, here, right? How do we do that? Well, I just have a suggestion and don't have the answer. Okay. Are y'all upset about that? It's the truth. My suggestion is you look around and who are the women in your church that are growing faith and multiplying care lines? Or at least have made a statement and they're kind of, they kind of want to do something to get about. And begin a team of women coming together to pray, as this prayer warrior sweet lady is doing, and begin to bring a team of women together for God's glory so that God can flow through them and you can share with them the different, to have God's eyes for the women in every kind of dimension of life. Did you want to say something? I'm sorry. I, I mean, really, it, it was good. Oh, I just Oh, you were agreeing. Okay, good. All right. And so, so I would get some women together and I would get those women together and ask the Lord and pray about that and how many of you have a women, we have a women's leadership team. I met with them yesterday. We have one in our church. Raise your hand if you have a team of women already organized. Okay. And just because they're on your women's leadership team doesn't mean they're being fully used of God. Or they, they, what their potential has been tapped even. So in order to meet the women and have purposeful women's ministry, to meet women of all dimensions of spiritual development, then we need to look at the women that are there in our church and see what their different gifts are based on Scripture. Again, we're going to in His Word, right? And according to the grace given to each of us, we are, some of us are going to teach and prophesy. Others of us are going to have the gift of faith. Some of us are going to serve. I'm just reading Scripture here, aren't I? Okay? And some of us are, are going to teach profoundly. Some of us are going to have the gift of encouragement. Some of us are going to have the gift of giving. And some of and giving generously. And then some of us are going to have the gift of leading, and some of us are going to have the gift of showing mercy and doing it cheerfully. Wow. Do the women on your team know their spiritual gifts? Let me go a little dig a little deeper than well. Do you know your spiritual gifts? Because when you ask Jesus into your heart, and Beverly can help you with this, there are all kinds of spiritual uh, gift surveys that I'm sure Beverly can point you to or I could as well that will help you kind of assess your giftedness because the day you ask Jesus into your heart, he gave you a spiritual gift. That's scriptural. You have at least one. Some women have more than one. That doesn't mean he loves some more than others. It's just that that one he wants you to do a lot with it. Okay? So how are we going to reach these women that we've just described? We're going to bring a team of women together and we're going to get them in the Word and on their knees using and discovering their spiritual gifts and then we're going to unleash them to find God's purpose and place of ministry. Please just pause for a moment with me and I want to ask you, do you know your spiritual gift? And if so, are you using it to the fullest? And usually the way you know your spiritual gift is when you're doing it, you have fun doing it, you enjoy it, it's not like work, it's just like out of the overflow of the Spirit. His grace powered through you. You know, that's usually one way you can know. Not always, but that's usually one way you can. And then I've discovered that the closer we get to Jesus, the more we can develop the other gifts. Because just because 
I don't have the gift of giving doesn't mean that I don't need to give. And just because my number one gift might not be uh, leadership doesn't mean that I, he's not going to want me to lead sometimes. But we need to step forth with our team of women with their dominant gifts. And, and there was a lady that met with me Sunday morning, 7.30 in the morning. This is how much she is fired up about the Lord. She said, I don't know, God's just speaking to me, Cindy. I just don't, I don't know if I need to be on the leadership team. I may not need to be. Da, 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 da. I said, what do you love doing? She said, my passion is organizing things and doing things behind the scenes and making sure it all goes well. And my eyes lit up. <laughs> and I said, wow. God has been working and envisioning a new dimension to our women's ministry, and we need an organizer. I said, I don't know. I said, you just pray about it. She's still praying about it. She's texting me all the time, talking to me about it. But I said, she said, but I just figured you wanted me to come and teach Bible studies. I said, no. It takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. And her gift is the gift of organization. Have you ever been to a women's event that wasn't organized? I have. I'm so glad there are Chrissy's in the world that can organize things. What is your spiritual gift? Because if you discover it, you will serve with joy, as is written here. You will minister more effectively with vision, and you will equip other women in your church with purpose. Wow, 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 wow. So, if you have the gift of hospitality, you're probably going to greet somebody at the door and talk to everybody in the room. and you're gonna, You know, you're going to make sure everybody's comfortable. Or, I have another friend yesterday. She can, she, her, her talent is baking she can bake some of the best stuff in the whole wide world. She has this cake that she won't give me her recipe to because it's her cake. But yesterday she baked that cake and brought it to our leadership team meeting. And guess what? Everybody told her it was her spiritual gift. You know, because that's her hospitality. She provides food and we are nourished. <laughs> it is good. It is really good. And, and all women's events need hospitality and food. They do. Well, most all. Um, some organization. Uh, one of my friends yesterday at our team meeting said, well, we've really been praying about our Bible study, and we just, if it's okay, we're just going to use the Bible. In other words, they're not going to do a Priscilla Shire series. They're not going to do a Beth Moore this. Or what. And we all just looked at her, and we went. I said, all in favor, say aye. And we said, it was, it was voted in. The Bible was voted in. <laughs> she, can just, she, she has the gift of teaching, and she just doesn't want anything else. She just wants the Word. And I love that about Dottie. And then I have a friend that is a physician on our team, and, and she literally is works as a physician to make money in abundance, to live in a small apartment very meagerly, to support missionaries on every continent of the world. Wow. She has the gift of giving. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I know that I'm a physician to help people, but at the end of the day, I'm, I get a paycheck and I'm wanting to give that away. And she can hardly wait to give it away for kingdom purposes. Wow, we need more women like that. No, <laughs> wow. I don't know. Yesterday I called one of our our college girls. I said, Jordan, what's up? What you doing? I said, I'd love to see you real soon. She goes, Miss Cindy, I'm just having the most awesome experience. I said, what? She says, you know, right at the library downtown right across the street from the church? I said, yeah, why don't you come see me? Why were you at the library? It's going. I haven't even started yet. Blah, blah, blah. She says, 
Miss Sandy, I just did a Bible study with all the homeless people on the sidewalk. And God so showed up. And she started crying over the phone. You could, And I said, Jordan, you so have the gift of mercy. And I said, who went with you? She says, so-and-so's mother. I was fine, but she said, I just had driven by there too many times. And I just decided I had to do something. Wow. Wow. That's the body cheerfully giving and operating as we should. What's your gift? Step up to the plate and give it with all of your heart. You know, I could just hardly wait to be with y'all today. I know y'all may say, well, I didn't care whether I saw you or not. But I could just hardly wait to be with you because I love to teach. I love it. It's like after this is over, I'll be physically tired, but I'll be spiritually energized because I'll remember your smile. And I'll think, God, did you do anything? Did you speak in any way that only you can? Wow, what is your spiritual gift, and are you using it? And do you, can you rally a team of women together? Not you. But, uh, can you ask the Lord to bring a team of women together if you don't have one for His kingdom purposes in your church, and and that will have all of these women from different spiritual dimensions on the line? Y'all with me? Amen. All right. All right. All right. So how are we going to do it? That's right. We're going to do it by His grace. Now, what are we going to do? And some of you, this reason you came in here because you wanted a list of ideas to go back and use in women's ministry. I know you did. <laughs> so we're going to use these last few moments together. Wait, if I can find my thumb to discern this. Um, yeah, we got time to really zoom through that, okay? So, what are we going to do? We're going to develop purposeful ministry events and activities to reach women in varying stages of need spiritual development with a team that he's entrusted to them so that they can have seasons of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Don't all of our women need to be refreshed in yes. the Lord's presence? I love Acts 3. I was 19. I love that. Seasons of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Well, let's go back to the spiritual state of our women. All right. You've got no clue, Sue. I just want to ask you for one second. Well, we, would you stand and face your partner one more time and really listen to me because we're going we're gonna to blaze through this really, really quick. All right, face your partner one more time. And I'm going to ask you a question and then we're going to answer it. You're going to have 30 seconds and then we'll come back and answer it. All right, if your women's team using their gifts for purposeful women's ministry are about to do something to reach No Clue Sue or Mixed Up Mary, you know, just Jesus in the only way kind of person, what would you plan purposefully to reach women in those two spiritual dimensions. No clue Sue, doesn't have a clue about Jesus, and the one that knows Jesus, but going to add everybody else to it. What, first of all, where would they come, and what would you do? What kind of event would you do? Would y'all plan that real quick in 30 seconds? Go. Okay, would y'all be seated? All right, y'all be seated. First of all, I want to ask you, 
Are you going to have your women, purposeful women's ministry event for no clue to and mixed up marriage? Are you going to have that at the church? No. No. Oh, you're not. No. And it's still something God can use. Yes. yes. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. Because no clue to might come to church. And mixed up Mary might come to church, but you'll more than likely meet them on different turfs. You give me some different turfs in a what? Small group. In a small group in, in a home. Maybe in your home. What else? A restaurant. Meet me at a restaurant. A park with their children. Park. Park. Or a park with their children. I have a grandchild. I love that. Oh, you know my little girl. Go and have a park ministry. I love that. Um. Uh, yes. We do have something on our church property that draws people who are unchurched because we have a big special needs ministry yes. and those moms are coming They're going to come. It's respite care and they can have like a date night That's out and it awesome. brings them onto the church property in a non-confrontational yes. way because we're doing something and you're they can't gonna, get anywhere And you else. can follow up on that. Yeah, they Thank can't get you. anywhere else. Alright, that is so awesome. Well, uh, we do a lot of, I, I had a lady call the other day and she said, Cindy, and she didn't say Cindy, she, she spoke with a heavy, heavy accent. I could barely understand her, but I finally got that she said Cindy. And she wanted to know if she could come to our church to learn English as a second language. And so that gets her to our church. And in our English as a second language class at our church that meets every Thursday, we have a rocket scientist who cannot speak English. And I do mean a rocket scientist, brilliant man, who we are, it is in our church that doesn't know Jesus come just to learn English. More and more we have that. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. I want to just get your wheels turning to what can you do in your, you know, um, before I came to the church, um, Karen picked me up and she dropped me by a place called Fig Tree Coffee House and she said, I just want you to see this. It's a ministry of this church and it's a ministry to meet, to really reach no clues. And mixed up Marys and men like that as well. Well, I got out. She said, you need to go in and look. And I got out and walked to the door. And this man, this woman opened the door and said, how are you today? And I said, fine. And then she goes, oh, you need to meet so-and-so who runs this place. And I went over there and I'm like, wow, I just came in to look. And all of a sudden, and they were evangelists. They were getting to know me. And, I, and I, at the end, I said, I, I love Jesus. I love what this coffee house is doing. And you did a good job. <laughs> you did a great job making me feel comfortable. So even a, to have a coffee, meet at a coffee house, or, or not call it Bible study, and not, it not be Bible study. Maybe, maybe call it encouragement, an encouragement group, or friend to friend, or something. Come up with something. And then encourage them, but give Give little, little snippets of who Christ is, and to, and so that how do I say this? It doesn't offend them, so they'll keep coming back. But there'll be a point in time that the Holy Spirit will take charge, and she'll be crying, going, "I don't know why I'm crying, but there's this thing going on inside of me." You know that only God can do. We just, we just point them to Jesus. He does the drawing. So. Think about purposeful women's ministry and what you can do that's not at the church. Or if it is at the church, it, it has a ministry tied to it. Mamas love their children. Mamas love their children. Whether they're disabled or not, they love their children. So if you've got something to help their child that's going on at the church, you're probably going to get even the questioning you know, woman who's asking questions inside the door of the church because she just wants her child to get the best. 
So you might think of having something for children to even get the questioning Allison's and the asking questions Allison in the door. Um, also, let's, let's talk about um, Sarah. Too often in our churches, and I'm stepping on toes here, but I'm stepping on my own too, my own church. We, and women's work, get the women saved, but then we don't take them anywhere spiritually. So that's our responsibility in Purposeful Women's Ministry. And so to have some type of first steps of how to grow in the Lord. They don't know how to have a quiet time. They don't know how to nurture and grow in themselves. It doesn't happen just because I've prayed and I have the Holy Spirit living in me. doesn't mean that I know what to do necessarily. So we have a responsibility in our women's ministry to have events or activities or gatherings, that's the new word, the gatherings, for our women to come together that don't even know how to grow and learn how to do that without them realizing that's what we're doing. Because no, nobody wants to be talked to condescending. Oh, you've accepted Christ, but you don't know how to grow. Come and meet with me. But I'm ha- we're having this gathering, and we're just going to talk about you know, we know you've just accepted Christ. And I remember when I did, would you come to the gathering with me? And that changes things. And that can be in a, where can it be? You tell me. Home or church or restaurant. I want us just to start thinking outside the box of just having everything at the church. Yes, ma'am. I just want to share that at our church we have a program called the B4 Campaign. It's not just for women, it's for uh, men and women alike for spiritual growth that is four disciplines that we encourage people to do, to memorize scripture, to have quiet time, to have a prayer partner, and to give regularly. That's and awesome. that's helping them to grow spiritually. Well, they don't even know that yep. they're supposed to do that if we don't teach them. Yep. They're, they're, our, they're our Timothy. They're our Ruth Nay. You know, they are that, that kind of thing for us. Thank you for that. Uh, we're starting a, uh, something at our church called Behind the Fine. I can tell that really blesses your heart. <laughs> I think it's awesome. In other words, how are you today? Fine. And, and how are you? Fine. And how about you? Oh, I'm fine. But are we? And so we're going to have some behind the fine gatherings. We use it for God's glory. We're going to have some behind the fine gatherings where women come together and we're just going to share stories. And guess what? Our stories are going to be stories of God at work in our lives and how he's restored us. Because all of us are broken. Yes. And all of us have a broken to restoration kind of story. Yes. And, and so it's going to be small groups and homes behind the fine. Yes. And some of, some of our ladies who have been to Hades and back in their life are going to tell their stories about, mm-hmm. I may say I'm fine, but this is what God's brought me through. Mm-hmm. And if I'm fine, it's only because of his grace. So isn't that awesome? So that helps them grow. That helps. We can hardly wait till that starts. (laughs) Behind the (laughs) fun. So another thing I want I I, I want us just to kind of think about is how do we get them together? And the growing phase we usually have a lot of that. And I love what uh, Beverly's already given you in this because you have all kinds of Bible study resources from Lifeway. You can just put in a video. We have lots of of Bible study groups of growing faith in homes all over our city where women put in a, a video, they watch the video, they talk for a few brief moments, they eat a cookie and drink some coffee and they pray together and they're growing. So there's not a whole lot of complicated things, but they're growing faiths. Their faith is growing. And the multiplication 
Mayor, the multiplication care lines, the ones that, that we need to stand on the shoulders of, those are women that are your prayer warriors, that are your rocks, that have a word from God. And they see their lives as multiplied for God's kingdom's sake. Paul did that. Paul to Timothy. Paul to Titus. You know, on and on and on. Hopefully, by your name, what's your first name? Missy. By Missy's name, there will be someone else's name right beside it. You know, I said, here is Barbara Jean. That's my mama's name. And right next to her is Cindy Jean. Okay? Because she poured into me, Jesus. And right down from me is Taylor Jean. That's my daughter. <laughs> we got the genes going on. <laughs> but my daughter, Taylor Jean, is about to have Finley Catherine messing up the genes. <laughs> but she'll be pouring into her. Now, that's mother to daughter spiritual things. But we need to have spiritual moms. Because not everybody has a Barbara Jean. And so we need to be looking around. Who are our spiritual mothers in this church? And are they spending time with? We have a thing at our church that we just love called uh, shoulder to shoulder. That Zephaniah scripture. And it's the scripture about we, we will serve the Lord shoulder to shoulder. We will call on his name and serve the Lord shoulder to shoulder. And we have two college students, two young adults, two median adults, and two senior adults. And they meet together for about four or five weeks, and they have a Bible study together, and they get to know each other. And you know what has happened from our shoulder-to-shoulder groups? College girls have found a senior adult lady who is a multiplying Caroline, and they are eating it up. Matter of fact, they're fighting over who can be their spiritual mama. Because women are longing for that today. We've got to get them in settings. Our church, just to be quite honest, our church is so um, physically big, okay, that we have to be intentional in our women's ministry to get the spiritual moms with the younger ones. Or the spiritual moms will just walk in it. And you know what we do? After they finish up shelter to shelter, we say, every Sunday, you have a responsibility as a spiritual mom. You just look like you might be one. You do. You really do. You look for Jordan, who's in college, every Sunday. And, and when you see her, you text her. Do you know how to text? And you, and you do. So if you text her, you meet her in the hallway in this big church, and you give her a hug. And then you, tell, and then you hug her children if, 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 if it's a young adult that you're, you're multiplying. And so we basically tell the, the spiritual moms, you don't, don't bug the college students to get death. Let them come to you every Sunday, and you embrace them, and before you long... You'll have a relationship that will multiply the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, can I ask She's you? She's so awesome. You had two senior adults, two. Yeah, we have two senior adults, two uh, median adults. That would be me. <laughs> well, I could really go senior too. But um, and um, then we have. It's really funny because the women don't want to say, you know, whatever. But two college students, two young adults, two median adults, and two senior adults. But I mean. You can do it all kinds of ways, but that's just one way we do the shoulder-to-shoulder group to get the women interacting together. So, you know, who are we? Who are we anyway? And why are we doing this? To bring seasons of refreshing in the presence of the Lord to women in every dimension of spiritual growth. And why do we do it? To grow and disciple women with a kingdom vision and impact and influence. Amen? Amen, 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 amen. amen. 
Okay. So let's go to the very beginning. Would you just pause in silence? And would you in your spirit just ask the Lord, Lord, what's the golden nugget you want to speak to my heart about purposeful women's ministry that I'm going to take back to my church? Would you just ask him to point it out to you? And once he does that, would you raise your hand? And I'm not going to call on you to share it, but Raise your hand if you know what your golden nugget is. What the Holy Spirit said, take this back. It may be nothing more than behind the fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know that His Holy Spirit, you're going to take something back. Or he, he said something to you in particular. Okay? Well, ladies, what a joy it's been to journey with you through purposeful women's ministry. And I want to ask you to put everything down right now because why we're doing what we're doing is all why? And will you, will you join me in those 12 words that really, really changed my whole perspective of purposeful women's ministry? We are women, and do this with me. Are y'all ready? We are women in His Word. What are we doing? On His mission. How are we doing it? By, By His grace poured out on us. And why are we doing it? Lord. One more time. Who are we? Women in His Word. What are we doing? On His mission. How do we do it? By His grace. And why? Not to us, O oh Lord. Not to us. But to your name be the glory. Will you say that with me? Not to us, O Lord. Not to us, but to your name. Will you say it again? Not to us, O Lord. Pause for a moment. Over here, say, Not to us, O Lord. Over here, Not to us, O Lord. Not to us, O Lord. But to your name. Be the glory. Say it again. Not to us, O Lord. Not to us, O Lord. Not to us, O Lord. But to your name. To your name. To your name. Be the glory. Be the glory. We are women in His Word, on His mission, by His grace, for His glory. May you go back, and every woman that you encounter. My daddy used to say he was preaching about heaven, and he had a stroke and went into heaven. While he's preaching, way to go, preacher! But I want you to tell you something about him. He said all of us ought to have the name of three people that God's laid on our heart and written in the front of our Bible that we're reaching out to. We can do that for purposeful women's ministry. The name of three women, three no clue sues, one no clue sue, one mixed up Mary, one multiplying Caroline, that we're praying for that God will use for His glory in our church. And all the women said, Amen. And tonight we're going to talk about anxiety and stress, all those things that are very real, okay? Well, I don't know. Do y'all have any of that ever? <laughs> I want you to know it's very seldom that I'm an expert on a topic, but tonight I'm an expert. <laughs> I got the anxiety stuff. Yeah. I, mm, mm. Okay. And I also know who carries those for us. Only Jesus. May y'all have a great afternoon. It's been a joy to be with you. And let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, may what you've said take deep root in our hearts. In your name I pray. Thank you.